And now, after years of planning, sweating, and going broke, here is the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belial. And alert the media. Why they would give this man a podcast is anyone's guess. And there is what could only be a bizarre coincidence or something else. Welcome to the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belial. Track drunk and stupid is no way to go through life, sir. Country music and fine moonshine. You look like the vermin-ridden son of a bitch you are. A podcast for everyone in the good old USA and all around the world. Over there, over there, send the word, send the word over there. Quality booze and country music at its best. So you're saying, can you set my country music award on fire? The music... Nice and loud. What we do is if we need that extra push over the cliff, you know what we do? Put it up to a 11, exactly. You can email the show at bootsandwhiskeypodcast at gmail.com. That's bootsandwhiskeypodcast at gmail.com. It's just swimming with bow-legged women. All social media can be found at Boots and Whiskey Podcast. The show is great, even if you're sober. Well... My advice to you... Start drinking heavily. Jim loves his music and his whiskey. A real woman could stop you from drinking. It has to be a real big woman. This is the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belisle. Great music, great booze, and fun, even for you non-drinkers. Y'all want to drink whiskey? <laughs> I'd like a Coca-Cola in a clean glass. Finally, a podcast that lets it all hang out. Let's level with America. Got your boots? Ready for some whiskey? These boots are made for walking. One of these days these boots are gonna walk all over you. And now, the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belisle. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Boots and Whiskey Podcast. As always, my name is Jim and I will be your host. So today is another bonus episode in the world of Boots and Whiskey Podcast. Season 1 ended January 1st with Brendan Bing, as you know. Season 2 is going to start probably February 1st, even though it's a Tuesday. And I'm not going to tell you who that artist is yet. But you're going to want to stay tuned. So today... I bring you Savannah Ray. Savannah is an absolute spitfire. The conversation was unlike any other we've had on this show. And I can't thank her enough for it. The conversation you're about to hear will make you fall in love with this girl. From her personality to her spunk. I know I've said that, but that's like all I can think about. This conversation has been out there now for a couple of weeks. Um, We made this conversation or did this conversation before Christmas. And I wanted this to be a special episode. I wanted this to be a special release in between seasons because of how special this conversation was to me. So without further ado, Savannah Ray. But before we do that, a few shout-outs to our friends over at Dirt Road Scholar Supply Company. Thank you all so much. Rowdy Roads, thank you so much. American Grit and Grace, my big three that have been with me and, you know, sending me all the love they can. 
Um, I also want to thank um, a lot of other people, but we don't have a, a lot of time to do that. But without further ado, Savannah Ray, enjoy this conversation. Really listen to what she has to say about her music, her career, the industry as a whole. I think you'll find it very fascinating because I did. And we'll see you on the flip side. Enjoy. Savannah Ray. Hey, Savannah. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Can you hear me okay? I can hear you great. Can you hear me okay? Yes. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on with us today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. I know, we, you know, we, you and I have been talking about being on the show for, God, what, months now, it feels like. <laughs> Quite some time now. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So, so welcome. Um, like I tell everybody, this is about you. You know, you tell me or tell us however much or however little you want to. <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> okay. I, I want to know about you, where, you know, how you started, where you've been, how you've gotten to where you are, and I will interject as we go along. Sure. Awesome. Sounds great. So the floor is yours, my friend. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. <laughs> Sounds great. So, so where are you from? How did you start this whole, this whole music thing? Sure. So I am from San Antonio, Texas, a little town outside called Bernie, Texas. And I have been kind of doing music professionally, I'd say, ever since I was around 12 years old. I just turned 23 the other day. So it's uh, been, been a few years, definitely. But I would say what got me into music is I probably have to give that one to my parents. Um, you know, at a very young age, they introduced me to all different types of music, all different types of genres and really instilled a love and passion just for, you know, listening to music. And so throughout that love and passion, we kind of started going to concerts. They started taking me to festivals and some really, really fun shows. And I think it was actually when we went to go see Evanescence when I was around 11 years old that I saw Amy Lee was performing on stage. And you know, she's the lead singer of Evanescence. And she's incredible, amazing, amazing vocalist. And I really looked up to her at the time. And you know, being at that concert, I turned to my mom and I was like, hey, I think that might be something I want to do. You know, I want to be just like her. I want to be like Amy Lee. And she thankfully took me seriously when I said that uh, and kind of enrolled me into vocal and guitar lessons. And I think it kind of just took off from there. I think my first show was maybe six, seven ish months later. And I got to perform on stage for the first time. And that pretty much uh, sealed the deal for me. Wow, that's a quick turnaround. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it really, really was. So thankfully, I had been singing kind of all my life. You know, it, it was just singing in the car, singing in the house, whatnot. Yeah. So I guess my parents saw that there was maybe a little something there. And so they uh, thankfully took me seriously, like I said. So they did enroll me into lessons and kind of got me going. Yeah, that, and that's that's incredible. That's always nice when, you know, mom and dad, like, listen right oh, we don't, yeah. they don't I, always especially yeah. when you have you know nothing against parents you know because sure. you know as a parent you know when my kids say things I'm like yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah no definitely you know, I mean my the first job I ever wanted to be was a horse trainer which I mean is still great you know it's just when you're a kid everything looks interesting to you right and, you know right. everything is something that you want to try out and so thankfully music is the one that kind of stuck and I figured out what I wanted to do you know, for the rest of my life at 12 years old. So that was a uh, fortunate for me. 
but yeah, I definitely wouldn't be where I am today without them at all. Like nowhere close. Yeah, absolutely. Now, so it's interesting for me to hear, you know, and again, this might be painting with broad strokes and for that, I apologize, but to hear you say you're from the San Antonio area and saw Evanescence kind of throws me for a loop, <laughs> you know, because you don't, you don't think heavy metal in Texas in the same, in the same, you know, breath. Sure. You think, sure. You think Texas, you think George Strait, you think, right. I you mean, know. with, you know, on that note, I did live across the street from George Strait. So did you? <laughs> hold on, hold on. Time out, time out. How did, how does that work out? Um, <laughs> sheer just, happenstance. Just right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um. I mean, it's uh, San Antonio. It's basically George Strait. I'm just it. The entire city is just George Strait. And yeah. so, especially where I lived, um, Leon Springs, Burning area, that he is just the king. You know. And yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it it was really cool. It was really cool. You know, to be able to be ingrained in such a community like that at such a young age, because you know that fostered my love for country music as well. Just even where I grew up. Um, but I think that as far as the the metal, you know, the rock music and stuff. Um, I again, I give that one to my parents. They they really did introduce me to a ton of different music when I was younger. Everything from you know, Tupac and rap to pop to R and B to rock to seventeenth century lute music. You know, it yeah. <laughs> they really uh, kind of gave me just such a love and appreciation for just all different types of music and just everything across the board and so I think that's kind of where the rock music kind of comes in is that you know they're products of the 80s they're 80s children and so yeah. that's uh that was so big back then you know the 80s hair metal and so they kind of gave you know that to me all of their favorite bands such as Molly Crew and Def Leppard and then so coming in with all of the new rock music we just kept going to concerts and festivals and it was a blast and to be able to see, you know, people that I look up to doing what they do on stage. It was really, really inspiring for 11 year old me. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and that, it's funny, you know, based on what you're saying about your parents, you know, I'm a little younger than they are, but you know, we grew up in a time where, you know, all facets of, of the genres, you know, you could pick out things right. from each of them that were really good. Right, you know, it's, right, right. it's not like today, you know, and I, and I say that not really knowing much about the other genre, genres right now, <laughs> but like, I know what I hear, I see what's popular and that kind of thing. And it's like, not much stands out like it did in the early 2000s and the 90s and the 80s, you know, there's no stand out, you know, band or right. artist or, you know, yeah, you have your few, you know, mm -hmm. you have your Taylor Swift's, your Adele's, your uh, Coldplay's, you know, but that's really it. Right. Yeah. It's a uh, music nowadays is very, very different kind of in all aspects from sonically, you know, listening to music, what it sounds like to the music business is yeah. just so different. So I kind of, I would say I'm definitely more of an older, you know, early two thousands and kind of backwards there. Um, I like that music a lot yeah. more. Yeah. And I think yeah. I get a lot of inspiration definitely from, you know, the music that my parents introduced me to and then the music that I've also consequently found on my own from way back in the day, you know, even before I was born. So I definitely think that I am more of the uh, 80s, 90s 
kind of person with all right. music, honestly. Yeah, and you know, you see that you really get that sense with your look, right? And your your professional persona where you have that, you know, kick ass, you know, rock and roll country chick look. You know, and I don't Thank mean you. that any disrespect at all. You know, I think it's a great I think it's great and I think more people should go that route. But yeah, um, that's actually what I'm going for. So well, glad that, that well, it's uh, being well perceived. It, it is, you know, it really is. Um, so, with you singing country music, right? How did you decide to go that route rather than rock and roll? Is it because of where you're from and the influences, or is it just what suits you better? Um, I'll probably say all of the above. I have been doing music, like I said, for, I guess, longer than a decade now. And so that's just crazy to think. Um, you know, I'm only 23, but I've been doing this for a while. Um, but, you know, I, I went through phases as a kid, as all kids do. You know, like I was saying before, everything's interesting to, yeah. you know, people when they're growing up and stuff. They're very impressionable. And the next thing that comes along, you're like, oh, let's do that. Let's do that. And so that's uh, what actually happened to me with music because I love all music. I just was absolutely infatuated with all facets of it. And so I would just try out everything. I went from alternative to rock to pop to R&B to even some Broadway stuff, you know. You name it, I've pretty much done it music-wise. And so it, it was just – it was fun for me, I think. Um, but it also kind of helped me figure out exactly who I was. And I'd say within the past – three, four-ish years-ish, give or take, <laughs> that I really was like, okay, I need to figure out exactly what I'm doing because, you know, I, I, I do need to kind of hunker down and be like, okay, what are, who is Savannah Ray? What do I want to sound like? And so, you know, it, I think, what are my, what's like my main love? You know, what has always been my main love? Uh, and that's country music. And that's, it's where I grew up. You know, it's where I'm from. I mean, for goodness sakes, I wanted to be a horse trainer. That was like the first right. job in the world that I wanted to do. <laughs> and I mean, I, I still would love to do that, you know? And so it's just, it's who I am basically at my core. You know, I can love the pop music. I can love the rock music. I can love, you know, all those other types of music, but it was more finding out who I was because, you know, when you're so young, you know, you're 15, 16, and you're just having a good old time performing places and doing music and stuff, you don't really think about, you know, who exactly you are, per se, you're just kind of having fun, you know, you don't have to really think about that. But as you get older, you know, you start to be like, okay, this is a real, this is my job, this is my life, like, who is Savannah Ray, and what do I want her to sound like? You know, who is she, what do I want her to portray in my music, what do I want it to sound like sonically. And so um, country music, I call myself a little bit of rock and country, um, especially with a lot of new material that I have coming out. It's a it's a good mix between that country that country flair that I have going on a little bit of Texas country and a little bit of rock elements definitely into it um a lot of guitar heavy songs very very guitar driven I think that every single one of my songs coming out soon um has a guitar solo in it which I'm very excited about but yeah it was just it was finding out exactly who I was as an artist yeah so you you just spoke of new music coming. When should we expect that? That is a very good question that I would love to answer for you. <laughs> if only I knew the answer. <laughs> um, Fair enough. Yeah, I definitely at the start of the year is what we're aiming for. 
Um, we, I will say we have a lot. <laughs> there is okay. a lot of new music that we have been working on uh, so much. And so it's just kind of combing through exactly what I want to release and how I want to release it. If it's singles, if it's an EP, if it's album, we're not sure. Um, but there is a lot, but it is coming, <laughs> well, which I'm very excited about. So I'm going to give myself some credit here and just say that you've listened to a lot of these episodes because that was going to be my exact next question, how they were going to be released. And you answered it. <laughs> thank um, you. Thank you. <laughs> no, thank you. Thank you for listening. Duh, <laughs> obviously. Uh, <laughs> so now, you know, now that we kind of know where you are going, right, I got to touch upon the whole um, situation with you and the voice and how that all came to be. Sure, sure. So you can you can you walk us through that a little bit? Because you know, I've we've had episodes here where, you know, we've had idol contestants, we've had voice contestants, we've had all these people. Um, and I'm I'm really just fascinated by the process for how everybody gets into it and where they went and how they did and, and all that right. thing. Because you know, the stories are similar, but they're never the same. <laughs> well, I guarantee you that I have a story that no one else has. Um, so <laughs> I was actually on it twice in a way, um, okay. which is very strange sounding, <laughs> um, but so I did a solo thing, you know, completely by myself, all that made it to, you know, the tapings. I got cut um, for whatever reasons. I still not really quite sure of the answer to that. It was a really long time ago, though, um, back when I was like 14, 15, mm-hmm. and So that was a whole experience in itself, you know, going through the different castings, going to meet all of the different casting directors, the producers, um, you know, it's, it's very intimidating being being in rooms with the people, number one, who are just so much older than you, (laughs) you know, I'm 14 years old and I just am kind of bright eyed and bushy tailed. I'm like, I just came from my middle school, (laughs) (laughs) you know, um, it's, it's a very cool experience and definitely taught me so much, you know, just even about the audition process and, um, you know, everything matters from what you wear to how you present yourself to how you speak to, you know, the songs that you sing. It, um, really helped me kind of learn how all of that works and Mm. kind of gave me some tools definitely for how to audition for various things in the future because I've auditioned for you know other tv shows singing wise and acting wise Um, I've done some acting work as well and so some of those tools have really really helped me since then but so that was my little 14 15 year old experience however (laughs) the one that um, actually did get televised was I actually sang backup for Demi Lovato um, on The Voice and the American Music Awards. Um, really? I, yes, I was uh, actually one of her backup singers for various shows that she did um, when I was living in California at the time. And that was just an experience all in itself because she's, you know, what you would consider a, a class A artist. And, um, of course, you know, looking up to someone like that when I was – 12 years old watching Camp Rock on Disney Channel. Um, Very, very cool experience to be able to work with um, such an incredible, incredible talent. And not only, you know, working with people like her and seeing how everything runs, but also working with the uh, TV shows that we were on and the award shows that we were on and, you know, the various performances that we did, you know, seeing all the behind the scenes work and what goes into 
such a production such as The Voice or a production such as the American Music Awards. Uh, it's it's insane. It really, really is. Um, and so, you know, the people that I got to meet from Jamie Foxx to BTS to, you know, you name it, it's, it's just such a such a cool experience and definitely something that uh, I always have a fun little story about that is, uh, do you believe in like manifestation or like speaking things into existence? Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't think it, it, I think it's, you know, for me, right, if you don't believe it, it's never going to happen. Right, exactly. Um, so about that is the me and my mom is fun little story. It'll be quick. <laughs> nope, no, no, no. You take all the time you want. I'm in zero hurry. <laughs> so my, my family and I, uh, we went to Universal Studios in California, and they have this ride there called the Backlot Tour. Mm-hmm. and it just little buggy takes you on our tour of the actual hollywood studios um, where they film things such as the voice and all that and then to some of the various sets um and so we were on it having a good old time um and i we were going i think through the back lot of the actual working sets and i turned to my mom and i was like i want to do something on this you know production side i want to do something on this set um i don't know what it is <laughs> but i was like i want to do it and of course, she's taking me seriously, thankfully, as always. And she's like, okay, do it. <laughs> I was like, okay, great. I don't know how this is going to, like, I don't know what, but I just want to be back here, you know, doing something, which would be super cool. And then not even a month later, I think that I got a call from my producer and he was like, hey, do you like to sing backup for Demi Lovato? I was like, um, yes, yeah. <laughs> of course, duh. And so <laughs> I, uh, got dropped off at a uh, when come time you know to perform and stuff after rehearsals and rehearsals and rehearsals <laughs> sometimes to perform I realized that you know the voice studios are actually on that back lot and I was like whoa this is so cool but it never actually hit me until I was going to craft services um it was a long ways away so I had to be carted over there going to craft services and I see the little you know the little ride the little universal studios back lot tour with all the <laughs> the people you know on it and um they wave to me as they see me they're like hi I was like oh my gosh this is the coolest you know experience as far as that's when it really hit me like whoa I am now on the other side of this like doing exactly what I said I was gonna do it's like I didn't know what I was gonna do wasn't sure (laughs) but I you know threw it out there and uh did some work to get there and so um there's my little fun little story about speaking stuff into existence. Wow. That's, that's incredible. That's really cool. How that, that has worked out for you. Thank Um, you. You're welcome. Now, now would you consider, you know, would you consider Demi Lovato a friend or was she just somebody you worked for? Did you see her? Did you like really interact with her or did you just go, you sang and you left? Um, that's also a strange answer. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. um, Her sister as actually used to be my acting coach. And so I was kind of around their family quite often. So (laughs) I mean, as far as Demi is concerned, she's kind of different because she was so busy at the time. Um, And so she was not always around, but I mean, it's <laughs> LA is so weird is that everyone knows everybody yeah. and I think that's also part of the reasons why I got all of these random jobs that were just super cool you know just being on random sets of Disney Channel shows to you know 
being on the American Music Awards that I think that everyone kind of knows each other is so strange yeah. to say. It's just, it's the biggest small city, if that makes sense. Oh, absolutely. And now I'm going to ask, I'm going to follow up with this. And if you, if you don't want to answer, or you have no comment, that's totally fine. But yes. being the kind of show I am, I need to ask. Yeah. Um, does the stuff that goes on with her, you know, seeing you know her and the stuff that is said about her and stuff she has said, does any of that, do you take any of that personally? Do you take any of that on as a person? Um, I think it's really difficult um, <laughs> as far as things like that are concerned. Um, I, I think I'm pretty good about separating the art from the artist. Okay. Um, I can, I can, you know, separate at least if i if i hear you know a song by somebody that i'm like oh that's great that's a that's a great song yeah. you know i can be yeah. like good song nice right. um but i don't have to like the person gotcha. <laughs> I, I can do that pretty pretty well um i'm i will say i don't keep up with the times but i you know i have like a relevant idea of what's going on I'm very consumed, at least with my own stuff. That, no, no, absolutely. You know, being an artist is a full-time job. <laughs> so it's hard to keep up with everybody else. Yeah. But I think that I do a decent job about separating the art from the artist. I may not agree with maybe 99% of the stuff that people in California say, <laughs> do, act. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm a small town Texas girl. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just put it at that. I'm a small town yeah. Texas girl. Um, yeah. But, you know, I can, I can appreciate uh, artistry and I can appreciate at least music and I can appreciate creativity. And at the end of the day, I think that that's what matters um, besides, you know, any sort of craziness else that goes yeah. on. Um, but again, I try to keep myself kind of sheltered away with that. I honestly get most of my information it was funny. I get it from my mom. Um, she tells me any of the, uh, the um, I don't even know what to call it, just the, the happenings because I don't have time to look at it. I honestly yeah. don't. So she'll keep me updated. Um, it's funny too. We'll, we'll, um, oh, she'll be like, hey, did you hear about this? I'm like, what? She's like, how did you not hear about this? I'm, she's like, you're on the internet. It's like, this is your job. I'm like, uh no. Yeah. Uh. yeah, you know, and I and I only ask, and I'm and I'm sorry if you know if the question was you know uncomfortable, but I ask because you know I talk to so many people that know so many other, you know, uh, I hate to say more famous, but more known mm -hmm. people, sure. right? And you know, I, I always find it fascinating when it's like you know I've talked to people that know, you know because it's such a such a hot topic in the last year you know people that personally know morgan wallen and how that mm -hmm. has you know if they have taken any of that drama and that bullshit on you know and it's right and it's, and it's the exact same response you do it's like listen i know morgan as a person right and whatever other crap comes with it that's that's whatever you know yeah <laughs> and yeah. It, you know, but like and i find it fascinating because i also live that way you know like i know right. Hun you know, I, not hundreds, but I know a lot of people that have different sure. thoughts and views than I do, but I also know them as a person. So that, to me, that's more important. You right, know, yeah. I mean, I have people that I speak to on the daily that are, you know, people that I work with, um, you know, whether they're in my band or people that are part of my team or, you know, just 
people that I'm constantly communicating with that we have different viewpoints on virtually everything. Like, right. <laughs> but, then, but you can still have fine. that conversation, right? Right, right. Well, we can still, you know, talk and be amicable and like, you know, get work done and right. everything's good. And it's just, you know, kind of a machine going along, like chugging away. And it's, uh, it, it never needs to be anything more than that. You know, while we may not agree on everything when, you know, it comes down to it, you know, we still respect each other as people, as human beings. And I think that that's what matters the most. Right. Um, and I think that that's kind of what's gone to the wayside a lot in this day and age for some reason is that, you know, if you have different viewpoints on something, then you're automatically labeled a terrible person or yeah. just, you know, you fill in the blank, you've heard it all probably. Yeah. And so it's, yeah. um, it's a little disheartening, but I think that um, at the end of the day, we're all human beings. We're all just <laughs> trying to live life by, you know, our own morals and the best that we can. And so it's a, uh, I, it's, it's a little sad, but yeah. <laughs> it is, it is what it is, you know, and you find good people that are, that are, um, like I said, even if they're not like you, even if they don't believe exactly what you believe, they're still good people at the end of the day. Right, right. And, you know, it, it, and it might be a little selfish of me, right, because, you know, I'm seeing the whole genre, you know, country music through a totally different lens. You know, I'm not an mm -hmm. artist. I'm not a performer. I'm just, you know, more or less, a, you know, a, a podcaster slash press person, right? Sure, sure, sure. And, you know, whenever I hear people talk negatively about the genre or the stigma behind it, like, it really bothers me, you know? Yeah. And I think a lot of it is because I talk to so many people in the genre that don't fit this broad stroke that, you know, the the media, the you know, the mainstream media or the masses want to paint it, you know? And it, right. it's really infuriating to me. <laughs> right. You know, and that's coming from somebody that lives in New England. You know what I mean? That, sure, sure, sure. You know, I'm also painted as somebody that is supposed to think and do and feel a certain way. And, you know, sometimes I do and sometimes I don't. You know, but, right. You know, yeah, but, exactly. It's a, it's a very strange time that we're living in. And I'm not really quite sure what to do with it half of the time. Um, or right. just all of the time, really. Yeah. But <laughs> it's a, I'm just living my life and yeah, that's how, all you could do yeah like I'm just going by my morals and you know the morals that were instilled in me growing up and I think that you know I think I'm a pretty decent person so I'm like <laughs> well um just let the chips fall where they may I'm just gonna yeah. go over here keep on chugging away living my life hopefully um some good comes out of it you know yeah yeah you know and Savannah I I appreciate your take on that I really do and you know, again, I'm, I'm, you know, I guess I'm on my own mini quest to kind of bring it up a little bit in each mm -hmm. conversation to kind of put light that, you know, country music isn't this, you know, hateful genre, you know, of, yeah, of no. any kind of, you know, by any means. I mean, you know, you, I think you've seen that a lot in the last. It's the weirdest thing too, because so. it's like, um, the people, I, I will say the people I've lived a lot of places I've lived like 15 different states um in my short time here on earth um and so <laughs> but I've, I've seen it all I've lived in everywhere from New York to LA and I will say in LA you know they 
<laughs> this might be a little <laughs> controversial, but I don't care. Um, it is what don't, it is. Just don't tell mom, Savannah, because she'll no, be. <laughs> I mean, this is my experience. So <laughs> they can, you know, this is my personal experience. So people can argue with it, but it is what it is. Um, but I have never been in a more toxic environment. LA yeah. is just one of the most toxic places I've ever been. Um, everyone is out for themselves. And I'm speaking about the music industry. Um, and I was doing more uh, pop kind of, we'll just call it pop music. I don't even know. But um, we'll call it pop <laughs> right now. <laughs> it is one of the most toxic cutthroat industries. Everyone is out for themselves. It doesn't matter, you know, who um, you step on to get there. If it's going to get you somewhere, or at least you think that it's going to get you somewhere, you're going to throw anybody under the bus. It is exactly, you know, how it is portrayed in movies and television and it's such a yeah. facade too um oh, as far yeah. as as far as you know people on social media that have millions of followers i would you know meet these people that are just absolutely popping on instagram or you know whatever they have their numbers on or whatnot and then i'd go to their house and they would be like hi i'm struggling to pay my bills um i know it looks like i got five million followers on instagram but i live in this shoebox and I'm just like, can barely make ends meet. And I'm like, why? Why Why are you doing this? Like, why, right. why are you doing this to yourself? Just to be here? Just to right. live here? You know, keep up this like facade of what's not actually going on. And so it's, uh, and people there are just mean. I will be the first one to say it. Yeah, They are some of the biggest mean people that I've ever met. There's definitely some good people out there. Don't get me wrong. There's some great people. And I do have some friends still from California. But for the most part, at least my personal experience, it's just, um, it was so toxic. It's just the best word that I could have yeah. um, for all of that. Like I would be at um, these gifting suites, which um, I don't know if you know what those are. They're just like pre-award show places where different vendors just give you free things in hopes that you shout it out. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, oh, great, free things. You know, um, I, I love a good free thing. Yeah. Um, see, that's me in California, whatever. Um, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> again, small town Texas girl. But, um, you know, I go to these places and I would just hear these conversations. And I remember specifically there was these two moms. They were talking and they were like, oh, yeah, my daughter dated him for his followers. She gained about like 50,000 and they broke up. So she's on to the next one. But they're talking like this is a normal thing. I'm like, what is going on here? Um, and so it was, and they were talking about like their 14 year old daughters, like their 14 and 15 year old daughters. And, you know, just um, they're little kids, essentially, that are just um, going through the industry. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is terrible. Like do y'all see what like is happening here this is not yeah. good um and so i will say that it was just some of the most toxic 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 um places to be and i just think it's so interesting how california is always being painted as you know this um wonderful inclusive you know room for everyone all of this um mumbo jumbo and i'm like have y'all actually lived there <laughs> have yeah. y'all met anyone from there you know you know I mean, it's this is like, again, my own personal experience, but I know just so many people who have had the same experience. Um, and it's just, um, 
so I find it very interesting when people are saying, you know, oh, country music is this, country music is that. The country music is honestly like when I first came to Nashville, um, I don't know, maybe four or five years ago. I think that that first visit, I already felt at home. I already felt at ease. Everyone was yeah. so welcoming. Everyone was so nice. And it's not to say that that isn't as cutthroat. You know, it's not right. as. Oh, sure. It's still cutthroat. It's the music industry. It always will be. Right. Um, but everyone kind of wants to help each other out. Yeah. Like everyone is always willing to lend a helping hand. You know, no one. Like, while we are in it for, you know, ourselves to better ourselves as artists and as people, you know, it's like we want to help each other along the way so that we can all, you know, win. Like, there's room right. for everyone. And that was never a sentiment that was shared um, in other parts, you know, of the world, um, whether that be Atlanta or L.A. or New York or any of those places. That was never really a sentiment that was shared. So finding that in country music, I was like, what are y'all talking about? We're not, like, welcoming. Right. To. We're the most welcoming there is. Right. Um, right. And so I, it's, yeah. um, at least that's for my own personal experience, but. Yeah, but it's not, you know, because every conversation I've had, this has been pretty much the same the same mm -hmm. tone, right? Right. And, you know, and I'm going to piggyback on your point where, like, the places in this country that, you know, you hear about are the quote unquote most tolerant and the most accepting, you know, right. in reality aren't, right. <laughs> you know, because, you know, they have their, their quote unquote, you know, opinions and views. And if you try to steer from that, then you're the bad guy. So it's like, right. how, well, how tolerant and accepting is that? You know, it's like, yeah. You know, and but, I don't know. I just, I feel that the music industry has grown really toxic as far as like, everyone has been bringing politics into it and I'm like politics yeah. and music have nothing to do with each other no. um I respect Miranda Lambert so much she's one of my favorites um I respect yeah, her and so you, much and you know sidebar she's never you do, said anything about and you politics. do her songs really really well oh thank you thank you thank you're you welcome. Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. Like, it was a um a blessing and the best surprise um when her uh, clothing company, Idlewind, um, you know, reached out to me to be a brand ambassador for them. I was like, yes, please sign me up yesterday. Yeah, um, that's awesome. So I was super pumped, you know, to be affiliated with uh, not only her brand, but, you know, her as a person. Because I respect her so much. She has kept politics and kept, you know, just kind of controversial stuff off of her page, off of her social media, off of her, you know, everything. She's never really talked much about any of that and i respect that a lot and a lot of people hate that right because oh you should use your platform and but i'm like ah, she's not a politician y'all right she is right. a country music singer you know <laughs> right. and so i mean i can see both sides of the coins but at the end of the day you know it's like we're here for music it's not yeah. like politics religion money you know the three things you don't talk at the dinner table <laughs> yeah it's, it's um it's a bit much yeah. um you know I mean, you can post whatever you want. And you have the freedom to do that. This is America. Um, and I, I post, you know, some stuff that relates to my viewpoints on things. But I'm not pushing that on anyone else. And I, I don't really understand um, some of the artists that do. Um, right. Because it's like, you know, don't tell people to feel a certain way. Don't tell people to do this, this, that, the other. It's like, just put it out there. If people want to, you know, agree with you, great. If they want to disagree with you, great. You know, it's... um we're just all people at the end of the day with different viewpoints and different stuff like that. So it's, um, 
just a weird time that we live in right now. Yeah. You know, and it's, and it's funny because I find that even with some of the artists, like I really love and enjoy and, you know, I may agree with what they say. I may not agree, but at the end of the day, I'm just like, shut up and sing the goddamn yeah. song. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? Like, that's all I want. That's all I'm paying for this. You know, I yeah, just want to hear the songs. <laughs> I mean, I know that there's some people that would say, um, oh, don't tell me to shut up and sing. You know, I'm going to yeah. say what I want. And I'm like, that's fine. Do your right. thing. But like, I don't know. I just, I find such a problem with others like pushing their stuff. Yeah. And it's fine if you, you know, you just, you say what you feel like, this is how I feel. Great. But right. you know, if you're like pushing and being like, y'all need to do this and you need to do this and you know, all this stuff. And I'm like, Ooh, a little too much, a little too much. Yeah. But yeah. again, to each their own, that's just not me. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm a country music singer at the end of the day with my own opinions. I will share them, <laughs> but you can do whatever you want with them, you know? And so I think it's also interesting um, being um, probably leading more on the conservative side of politics as well, but, you know, never really saying much about it, but people automatically assuming that that's what you are. Right. And then, of course, being called every single name in the book, you know, oh, you're racist. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm Mexican, so thank right. you. <laughs> right. right. Um, I'm Mexican, but, you know, it's all right. Um <laughs> But, you know, it's just, it's, um, I get very, very tired of the assumptions of this is who you are because we're going to assume that that's who you are. And I'm like, right. ooh, yes. that's, that's no for me. Yes. That, yeah. That's a no for me, dog. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, so with that, right. Mm -hmm. now, Cause we could go all day with this, right. Sure. Like, probably for the rest of our, for the rest of our lives. Oh. Now, with you being, you know, a predominantly red dirt Texas country girl, right? Sure. How hard has it been for you to branch out of that red dirt scene and get noticed in other parts of the country that, you know, don't, don't subscribe to the red dirt sure. scene for whatever reason, you know, because I <laughs> see it all the time where, you know, the Texas country scene is a million times better to me personally Mm -hmm. than most of the other stuff <laughs> sure you know I... yeah um so that is that's a struggle right there as far as branding myself um and what I want my music to be obviously I do not want to fit into any sort of box I don't want to be sure. natural country um I will say I'm a, probably a bit more Texas country, but, you know, I don't just right. want to be Texas country. You know, I just, I'm country is what it right. is at the end yeah. of the day. Um, there's just this very strange thing that I've noticed. Um, and I didn't really realize this until a few years ago is that Texas country and Nashville country don't exactly get along no. um, very well. And so each one thinks that they're better than the other. Uh, I will say Texas country does not have a lot of the business side of things. Um, yeah. For whatever reason, I'm not entirely sure. It's just, we just don't have a lot of the business side of things over there. Um, we have some, but not, you know, we don't have the labels. The labels are in Nashville. Um, you know, all of that kind of bigger stuff is over in Nashville. However, mm -hmm. when you listen to the different types of country, they are drastically different. Yeah. Um, you know, Nashville is definitely more pop country um, and Texas country is definitely more old school country. Um, I was actually turned away from a 
I think it was kind of a promotional agency um, in Nashville for being to Texas country. I sent them some of my new material and they were like, yeah, uh, we definitely do a lot more pop country. Maybe you should do uh, some more Texas country placement instead. <laughs> and I was like, well, okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm definitely more Texas country than Nashville country, but it's uh, it's interesting, you know, being turned away from a company for saying you're too country it is it right. was the strangest thing in the world uh it's like all right thank you yeah <laughs> you know you don't know how to take it you're like well thank you i think <laughs> so, right it's kind of like you know not not to cut you off but it's oh, no, no. it's the same thing you know like you know i've become a big cody johnson fan over the last several him. months right him. and like to be told that this human album is too country to be played on the radio like are you, <laughs> are you excuse my language but are you shitting me yeah, like, it's just, isn't that so what strange. you want on country radio is country music? It's it's the very weirdest thing <laughs> to me. And so I think that's definitely why I've gone more towards um, Texas country, because, you know, it's country music. Like, <laughs> I don't know right. how much more plain to put that. It's it's country music, um, like, question mark. Why like is not, this not being played more? Like, this right. is... I would Absolutely. be assuming this is what you want, you know, and I'm hearing all of these songs um, and wondering, you know, why aren't these being played on the radio? These are fantastic songs. These are great songs. You know, these are well-written songs, but, you know, they'd be, oh, it doesn't have enough pop elements or it doesn't, you know, cater to the mainstream audience, um, you know, whatever that may be. But then I'm looking at numbers and I'm like, oh, yeah, it doesn't cater to the mainstream audience with its 200 million streams. Okay, right, but right. whatever. Um you know, it's just stuff like that that I just, it's so interesting to me. And as far as branding myself, kind of going back to your question that you originally asked me, sorry, I go off on <laughs> no, 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 it's, um, it's the basis <laughs> of what this show is, is tangents. And it's awesome. I perfect. love it. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. I'll, sorry. I'll be on here forever then. <laughs> but um, so going back to branding me is that I have tried to find a happy medium between, you know, I'm an independent artist. Um mm -hmm. If you ever heard the term starving artists, you know, independent artists are, we don't exactly make the most uh, money wise as far as, um, you know, being an independent artist, aside from, you know, our merch sales and maybe some ticket sales, maybe, you know, our booking fees. And so being an independent artist, you know, you're constantly looking for avenues as far as investors or people that can kind of subscribe to what you're doing and, you know, say okay we we see what you're doing let's invest sort of thing whether that's um, a label you know independent investors whatever that may be and so but everyone on that side of the things everyone that has you know the pocketbook they want more of the mainstream stuff you know they want to see you on you know the highway and they want to see you on you know stations that are mainstream country because you know that's what they're seeing as far as the major players in the game and I'm like, okay, I see, I see that. I see what you want, but I'm also, you know, I'm also don't want to compromise any of my roots or my artistic integrity. And I want to, you know, continue to be some sort of Texas country red dirt sound. And so we're trying, we've been really trying very, very hard in a studio with all of this music to kind of incorporate both sounds, keeping it modern and fresh as far as the natural country goes, but also, you know, keeping it, 
that's true to the Texas country, keeping it true to a lot of that organic instrumentation. Every single song of mine has a full, like, six to seven piece band on it. Uh, nice. Like I said, every single song of mine has um, steel guitar. It has a guitar solo. <laughs> I mean, it's um, it's very, very different because I, I get a lot of inspiration from rock. My favorite band is Motley Crue, um, you know, and so I definitely try to throw little tidbits of random 80s hair metal things in there, um, which I think also lend itself to that Texas red dirt country because, you know, you have people like Co Wetzel, who is my absolute favorite, um you have people like him coming out to where he's country yeah but he is also a lot of his songs are borderline rock um yeah. and so it's uh all of this like i feel like this new wave this new resurgence of this texas country is really coming onto the scene you know with people like cody johnson uh parker mccullum obviously made his way from texas to nashville he did the whole thing co wetzel is doing it right now a lot of people like um Colby Cooper, Pegasus in the Rooftops, Giovanni and the Hired Guns, um, they're all doing really, really great things and kind of making their way from that Texas country scene, exploding in the Texas country scene and making their way kind of all across the United States and into that bigger Nashville market as far as the business goes. And so, but a lot of their songs and a lot of their instrumentation actually do lean on that rock side. So I think that there is a huge resurgence of this country rock kind of coming back into it. Um, as far as girls out there that are doing it, there is not very many. Uh, I'll be honest. I've tried to find some. Um, there's not very many at all that are doing kind of the more rock country. There's just, there's a lot of the pop country still, but so there's a lane kind of wide open there um, yeah. for, you know, people like me that that's my niche. That's kind of where I want to be. You know, those are my two main loves and have been for the entirety of my life, um, country and rock. And so, kind of meshing the two I'm like hey this is a perfect perfect lane for me and also with the addition I mentioned before I'm Mexican um I'm through in you know some Spanish on my last single pushing up daisies um we were like hey what is something else that no one is really doing right now and that's Spanish you know country rock throwing in a little bit of Spanish that's a whole new different lane a whole new different almost like genre for somebody like me that I personally have not found um there's country Spanish out there for sure but it's either country, country, or it's country pop Spanish. Um, yeah. But, and no one's really doing that country kind of rock and throwing in a little bit of um, Latin flair to it. And so there was a lane kind of wide open for me that I was like, this was literally perfect. I couldn't have set this up any more perfect because, you know, at the end of the day, that's pretty much who I am. And so it's uh, definitely been some experimentation with different sounds and what we want sonically. But I think that we're finally getting to a good point of, um, you know, what Savannah Ray sounds like. Yeah, yeah. You know, I I love everything that you've done. You know, it's it's so unique, but so, I, I don't want to say similar, you know what I mean, mm -hmm. to, to other people, but it's it has that sound of, oh, I haven't heard this before, but it, I recognize it. You right, know? yeah, and yeah. I, I think you I think you're doing that really, really well. Yeah, that's what we wanted to do to be like, still modern and still could fit into you know country music radio whether that be nashville radio or whether that be texas radio the songs i feel like fit in decently um and so but we also wanted to have you know a sound and a brand that was unlike you know other people and be super unique to myself 
to be Savannah Ray to, I mean, that's, you know, what people want to hear at the end of the day, something new, they want to hear something fresh. And so I think with a lot of the new songs that, at least with Typical Texas Girl and Pushing Up Daisies that I've released, and then a lot of newer songs that are coming out pretty soon here, I think that that's definitely, definitely um, coming out that I think that it, w- it will do very, very well for me, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Now, I have a few more things for you, so I don't take sure. up all of your time. Huh. Um, <clears throat> so I got a couple more things. One I want to touch, I want to circle back to the George Strait thing. Yes. Um, because, you know, I've talked to a lot of people that have known, you know, Merle Haggard and, you know, um, uh, Buck Owens. You know, I've talked to a lot of people that have right. known these greats, right? So right. was growing up or living across the street from George Strait, was he somebody you saw on a regular basis? You know, it's funny, too, because never really, like, outside of the house. But outside of, like, the neighborhood, yes, if that makes sense. Like, at the okay, grocery yeah. store, at the gas station, at the golf club. He owns a golf club down there. Um, <laughs> it's a Tabatio Springs golf club. Um, at the, you know, fill in the blank. I yeah. mean, that area that we lived in, Leon Springs, Bernie, was kind of George Strait domain and still is. He still lives there. Um, he moved houses, but he lives there. And so, you know, that's a, that's the domain, you know, from Spurs players, we have a great basketball team, San Antonio Spurs, from seeing all the Spurs players to seeing George Strait, you know, it was, um, it was a pretty cool experience living in that area. Yeah. No, no seeing him, you know, I, and like, I'm just infatuated with it because sure. he's, you know, he is, he <laughs> is right. He is the, the king. king of the coast. Right. Um, <laughs> you know, is it something along the lines where it's like, oh, hey, George, or, hey, you know, hey, Mr. Strait, like, no, no big deal. Like, it's just, just another day. Um, I am, yeah, yes and no. Okay. Um, yes and no. I, it is kind of just like, oh, there's George. But also, I have put him on such a pedestal, which right. is so bad for me. <laughs> because <laughs> I, I, I'm not a fan girly person. I don't ever get starstruck. But... George Strait to me is like it. Like he is the yeah. king. I have actually never personally met him. My parents have all the time. I yeah. never, I'm not sure I could ever bring myself to. Like it, that, it's <laughs> that bad. Um, <laughs> it's, it's not good. But, you know, my, my mom was best friends with, um, in that same group um, with his daughter. And so, you know, she would always be around that area. And, um, you know, she would get, private porch concerts and concerts in the driveway and i'm just like oh stop oh my goodness um my dad was when he was in high school too you know it's again growing up in that area he would he he would um park all of his cars because he used to work at the country club you know and so that's i mean it just is what it is in that area everyone knows each other um and so i just thought that that was you know always the coolest thing as far as me I'm not sure I might have to die after that if I ever (laughs) do something with him I mean it's definitely one of my bucket list goals um like to do something actually music wise with him um my favorite song of all time is called run I've always wanted to I don't know as with any other artist do something with him but (laughs) we'll see maybe further on down the road yeah. But um, I'm, I'm not sure if I could bring myself to do it, honestly. I, th- I thought about that a lot. I'm like, oh, life goal. But I, my life might end after that. <laughs> I well, might well, just you know, heal over and die. 
you know, you've said it now, so it's out there in the universe. So oh, now I've said it so many times, so, <laughs> which is why I'm so scared. I'm like, oh, no, <laughs> like, this, this has a percentage of coming true now because yikes, <laughs> which That's is so, so exciting and so terrifying at the same time. There's yeah, no well, one else cool. that I put on a pedestal, but it is George Strait. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, he, it's hard not to. You know, it's... yeah, like I, I don't know. I mean, I, you know, I've worked with so many different people and met so many of my, you know, influences and stuff. And I've just been like, oh, this is the coolest thing. But George, for some reason, has um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> George is a, I mean, he's the king, so it is what it is. <laughs> he sure is. All right, so now my last two questions yes, that sir. I that I need need to get out is mm -hmm. one, what are your boots? Who, what boots are you wearing? Because it is the Boots of Whiskey podcast. And two, mm -hmm. what is, if, if you enjoy it, your whiskey, bourbon, rye, what, what have you of choice? Okay. Um, Boots-wise, I am pretty much always wearing Idlewind. I mentioned that I'm one of their brand ambassadors. Yep. And so I have way too many pairs of Idlewind boots but could always use some more, wink, wink, Idlewind. Um, <laughs> but they are, they're my absolute favorite. Um, I love them. I think that they're really great quality, and they they look decent on me. I got, like, a skinny calf going on, so they fit me perfectly, which is hard for me to find a boot that fits me perfectly. Um, so they, uh, they're my favorite. I love them. And then as far as whiskey, ooh, you are asking all the right questions here because this is a difficult one for me. This is the most difficult question I've answered all day. Um, you know, I wish I could say that I have a favorite. I'm so, <laughs> I'm so not picky, which is terrible too. I, I will say that I drink Jack probably the most like no other. It's just the most accessible because it's always there. I feel like. If I ever, you know, and going into some sort of store, it's pretty much the uh, the certainty that there is going to be a bottle of Jack Daniels somewhere in that store. And I'm like, oh, great, perfect. Um, I will say I'm a big tequila drinker. Um, well, well, I'd hope so. <laughs> there's a viral video on TikTok somewhere. And it has like millions of views of me just chugging tequila because that is just my favorite thing. Um I'm a big tequila drinker. That's my one party trick. I am 5'1", and I am a very small girl, but I do have the alcohol tolerance of an NFL linebacker, <laughs> which I got from my dad, who was a linebacker. <laughs> Not in the NFL, but college ball and all that. But I think, uh, yeah, it's um, it's pretty uh, it's pretty funny, pretty uh, bad for my wallet, good for me. <laughs> but oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I uh, that's my one party trick. So that's awesome. Um, me and alcohol, we're, we're buds sometimes. But, I mean, <laughs> like, again, like I said, I am a small town country girl. It's pretty much in the cards for me. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You know, and that's, I've been finding that with the whole whiskey bourbon thing, because I've mm -hmm. gotten really into that, you know, obviously right. for obvious reasons. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's not cheap. It's no. like way more expensive <laughs> than no. I thought it was. I mean, it luckily enough, I, you know, I have some really good friends that I've made along the way and Mm -hmm. you know, different distilleries that have been sending me stuff. Right. If it wasn't for that, I'd have like Jack Daniels. That's about it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm very basic and I will just drink whatever is easily accessible to me, which is always pretty much Jack. I feel like that's yeah. always everywhere. Um, yeah. um, I will say another one that I really like is um, Chattanooga Whiskey. Chattanooga Whiskey Company. They have a great one. Um, oh. So not too far from Nashville. 
Um, they they have an absolutely stellar one. But of course, Tennessee, at least where I live, I have not had the pleasure of going on any of you know the um, whiskey distillery, any sort of those kind of um, tour things, or just the like the bourbon trail. I haven't gone on that yet. But that's definitely on the bucket list to try and do that sometime because it's world renowned. So yeah, yeah. But moonshine here is really good too. I will say that moonshine yeah. is definitely something that I've gotten into as of probably a year ago. So are you living in Tennessee now full time? Yes, yes, I okay. am living in Tennessee full time. I will say I'm in Texas a lot though. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm kind of half and half, but my residence is in Tennessee. Are you in the Nashville area at least? Yes. Yeah. Okay, cool. Nice. Yeah, so it makes it easy for me. Um, I'm a little farther away, but that's because I didn't want to live in Nashville. I've lived in Nashville already two times, um, and it's just a little it's, – it's a lot. <laughs> it's yeah. what it is. Oh, it's I'm a little sure. crazy. It's, it reminds me of L.A. in a lot of different ways, which – in some not great ways and so i um it's like a country la there's just a lot of people moving there traffic is getting really really bad it's getting really expensive um so i was like we'll live somewhere else this time yeah Yeah. well savannah thank you so much for your time i really really enjoyed talking with you and it's been great to get to know you and you know get to see your career as it's blossomed and continue to grow and you know, we're always here for you whenever you release anything or if you ever want to come back on the show and talk about whatever whatever you're doing, you know, we'd be more than happy to have you. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much um, for having me on, talking to me this long. Let me go off on random yeah, no. tangents. No, I love um, it. I love it. <laughs> and, of course, supporting the music. I really, really appreciate it coming from, you know, an independent artist that every, you know, shout out, every share, every, you know, thing like this it just it helps so much um you have yeah. no idea so as an independent artist and as from all independent artists everywhere i'm gonna speak for us uh, we thank you so 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 much so i really appreciate it thank of you of course of course yeah and if you ever if you ever make it to new england you know let me know and we'll get together and and you can i'll have the whiskey you can have the tequila and we'll, we'll have a great time <laughs> perfect sounds like a plan thank you so much awesome you're welcome thanks savannah enjoy the rest of your day thank you so much you too bye bye well, there you have it, my conversation with Savannah Ray. It, as I said at the top, an absolute pleasure to talk to this young lady. I think she has what it takes to take Nashville and country music by storm. You know, she has the spunk, she has the charisma, she has the intelligence to really get what she deserves and make this career her own. She's going to be one of these artists that I, I feel confident in saying, I remember when with Savannah Ray. I remember when she was on the Boots and Whiskey podcast as an up and comer. And I think that will be in the next year or so, two years, three years, maybe down the road. She's going to be really kicking ass and taking names. So thank you, Savannah, for taking your time and being on the show. Thank you for the conversation. It was an absolute pleasure. Um, I want to thank you all for all the continued love and support. We're going to start season two beginning of February. So keep on the lookout for that. Again, this was a very special episode. So I wanted to keep it for this time. 
we'll do another episode next week. Um, yeah. So until then, keep the boots on the ground and the whiskey in the glass. Cheers, everyone. <laughs>